everybody. Welcome to 27 Talks. I am beyond excited to introduce my guest today, which is the incredible, amazing, talented, and gifted Miss Sonia Dove. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. I think this is so wonderful, a great opportunity to connect when we're all kind of away from our normal salon environments right now and going through what we've all endured in this industry, which has been shut down. So where are you at right now? I'm actually uh, talking about shutdown. I, uh, I'm in Mexico. I built a, a little home in a place called San Miguel de Ande. And uh, this is where I am uh, at the moment because when I realized my calendar completely cleared um, out, I thought I'm going to go and be there and work on my house a little bit. So I thought I was only going to be for a week or so, you know, COVID's only going to last a week or so. And all of a sudden, everything started to unfold. So I'm in Mexico, but I reside in Los Angeles. So I go between the two. That's wonderful that you're at least in your home there and doing yes. projects. I'm sorry that you, the timeline for all of us, isn't it been so insane, but oh we're making the most of it, right? And whatever we're being dealt and, and as this world continues to spin, trying to do it with positivity and, and looking forward to a safe future for us all, right? Yes, 100%. Um, I wanted to get your perspective on, because the topic, especially in our industry right now, is with shutdown and, and how intense that that's really impacted not only just the industry, but the client and the stylist and the educator and the leader. I mean, we all are navigating through something that's so unprecedented in anything that we've done before. Um, yeah. You know, I think as a lot of salons are looking to reopen and reopen safely, we are all having to still navigate through all of these like procedural things that are going to allow us to do so. But the one thing that I wanted to connect with you on is actually connectivity. I feel like you are such a compassionate educator and leader and role model in our industry, and you exude such compassion that I wanted to kind of have this discussion with you about bringing that compassion to the return of the salon from the stylist perspective, as well as the clients. Yes, well, um, they're two completely uh, different subjects. Talking, uh, taking the first one of the client, I've had uh, the same clients, like many people, I've had the same clients for about 18 years. And it's interesting because I did a lot of really looking into, wow, um, how is it going to be when I come back to see them in the salon? And one thing before COVID, I knew all about them. I knew about their families. I knew all about their hair, everything. But uh, during the time in lockdown at home, I still kept close connection with my clients through uh, texts, emails, um, more in a virtual way. And I started to realize each one of them were going through their own um, feelings themselves. So I realized I'm going to need to add extra time for the consultation because it's not really about the hair so much. I know it is when clients are coming in with, instead of this roots, they're coming in with roots like this. Absolutely. That is that side of it. But it's more of a mental, psychological um, challenge that I see when we have our clients back because we don't know what they're going through. I mean, all the voices in their head 
that are talking to them while they're, they're sat in our chair, now coming back into the salon, are they cleaning it enough? Oh, I'm feeling really nervous. Um, maybe they've had someone they've lost close to them through COVID. So we have to sort of clear away all of these voices in their head in a very short, quick time to get them to relax, to get them to feel at home and okay in the salon. And then once we've done that, which takes time because there has to be a lot of listening there has to be a lot of compassion for our clients um, and understanding. And then once we've done that and they're a bit more relaxed, then we've got the hair to think about. And that becomes a whole nother second uh, consultation. But that's why for myself, I'm going to really be uh, very compassionate. I'm not going to stand next to them. I'm going to sit next to them and talk. We're having, we have masks on and visors. They will have masks on. And also, you're so, I'm so used to talking to the client eye to eye. Uh, I did to do my barbicide test and the barbicide test, um, two of the things were to talk to your guest and client in the mirror. That is very, very hard because I've trained myself not to do that because it's rude. And then the other thing Barbicide says, said is to keep conversation to a minimum. Well, hello. Right. We're hairdressers. <laughs> We're hairdressers. We cannot do that. That's not reality. It's really not. So there's a lot of sort of psychological and mental challenges um, for uh, the client. I really do. And it's getting to make them feel comfortable, uh, safe. And knowing that we're there for them, we really are. And I want to be full of gratitude to any client now that comes into the salon after COVID because they're going to be a very special person to me because it takes a lot to walk into a salon to be uh, amongst all of that. So um, that's the client perspective. Um, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that or ask anything. I think that you you covered so much of what I mean it really is a daunting task to imagine what someone else is going through and what all of those emotions all of those stressors but the first step is to at least try right to try, try. yes and and come from a place of love yeah. and compassion and they might tell you things they might so they might have broken up with their husband their children might have we don't know what's in their head or what's happened. So we have to start from scratch. We really, really do. But when you come from a place of compassion and love, it uh, makes conversations a lot easier. Um, I know for the stylists, um, that's going to be quite difficult. Many stylists double book, you know, while the color's on, they're doing a cut and blow dry. So we can't do that anymore. Um, that's a new, that's an old way of working. And the new way of working is one client at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, so that uh, makes it quite a daunting task for stylists. But to be honest, I'm going to be honest with you actually, is mm -hmm. when, I, when I book uh, my clients in the salon, I don't double book. I spend the whole time with them. So if it's cut and highlights and 
and so it's highlights and then cut and blow dry there would be no one in between so I actually was working that way before but it was only because I don't have an assistant so I'm quite lucky but anyone that has assistants and used to double booking we just have to think of a new way of doing it and just operate differently but I don't think it's for the clients and for their stylists, I don't think it's worse. I think it's not what we're used to. So I think it's very positive, to be honest. I really do. I'm already finding with my uh, texts from my clients uh, that a good 60% of them want something dramatic done because they're, they're not afraid now they're not afraid to make the change of having their hair cut from long to shorter or going from one color to another. The fear of the hair has gone um, a little bit. So I think it's an exciting time, really and truthfully. And it's a time of doing business differently. I, I, the Sonia Dove before COVID is not going to be the Sonia Dove in the salon with my stylists that work with me or with my clients. I can't be the same before. I have to reinvent myself. Um, and also maybe you're, we're not able to do that many clients a day because it's not easy to work with the mask on. Oh my gosh. As you can see, I wear glasses for close things. Well, the visor fogs up, the glasses fog up. So it's baby steps. It, um, I will say though, and this is a little bit of a touchy subject, uh, a lot of people have asked me, how am I charging lesser prices than before, the same or more? Um, if someone's coming in with roots like this, I, it's more product. Yes, yes. And I am going to be charging a bit more. The sanitization process, mm -hmm. I've had to buy all these things personally and salons do, and it's costing more. So I am charging more. Yes, I'll lose some. I will, I will. Um, but we can't, um, I don't feel I can drop my prices because that's gonna get me into a down, downward spiral. It really is. Yes. The, cost of, the cost of the PPEs alone, of just the gear, the sanitation, everything. Now, granted, when we first, um, we came back to into the sun five weeks ago, and five weeks ago, with all of those safety measures, the cost of a gallon of sanitizer was like $50. And so luckily in these weeks that things have begun to kind of even out, but you still have to have all of those procedural protocols on hand that are disposable and- You do that part is really hard for me it's like every time i put on the disposable apron and i'm like oh i just envision this like floating off down in the ocean it makes me so upset but oh, you know, yeah. and you're just trying to find again like you were saying inventing these creative ways to work around like okay so next steps for us is how do we get rid of the disposables and get enough like changeable aprons that we can wash and sanitize properly for an entire team but again to your point that's a whole large undertaking of cost and it really does add up. And again, with being creative with the booking aspect of it as well and not doing the double bookings and things like that, we have to kind of stay on our toes to keep the business moving, but do it in a safe manner. 
and then, you know, and equally, we're, we're all creative people as stylists, aren't we, right? Yes, we are. And I think it's also important to explain to the client, we, we're not doing business now how we did it before. I mean, all these things cost money. I, I mean, I, I'm just curious, uh, the aprons, I, I think when I go back into the ape, we're just like going to wash them over and over. But yeah. I, I wonder if there's disposable aprons. I don't know. I don't know. And there are. We are we've been kind of... Um teasing that we look like uh, we're more working sandwich counter, like with the plastic all the way down or, um, but, but honestly, it's that cost of it and the waste is a huge component. It truly is. And it's workable here and now, but I don't find that that will be sustainable for however long we need to you know, no one's got the crystal ball for that answer right there. But no one has, no one has, you know, having that ingenuity of like being able to to this is what we do today tomorrow we're going to hope for this the next day we're going to hope for that and again it's yeah I think of that yes I think we all have to be flexible we Mm -hmm. can't plan ahead we just cannot anymore I mean even honestly even I I take one day at a time now because I personally such a planner and my calendar for doing shows and classes and education was full for 2020 and I had half of 2021 booked and now there's just absolutely nothing and that made me realize Sonia you have to let go of that A type personality and not plan so far ahead because we have to be flexible and move I mean I mean, what happens today might not happen tomorrow. And who's to say, are we going to be closed down again? Are we not? Uh, I mean, and also I, I will say, I think the hardest thing for people, and this isn't just hairdressers, but people globally is the confusion. There is such a confusion. Do this, no, do that. Drink this, no, do this. The confusion in the world at the moment is at the highest level I've ever seen in, in I could ever imagine, because we're living history. We are absolutely living history. People in the future are going to read about this historic time. We're in it. We're in it. Absolutely. You know, remember when we were at school and we're learning history and we are in this historical time. So... It's quite interesting. It definitely is. And I, I do think that the only way back to saying, and I, I can't preach this enough, and I think you would agree with me as well, is again, is just living each day with that positivity and that love. And yeah. outreaching a clean and sanitized hand and saying, I got you and bring it in. You know, I think that people just need they need for that. They need that moment of pause. And you know what? They want to sit in this chair, right? And say, the world is confusing. I'm confused. I don't know what tomorrow is, but all I know is that I want you to give me for an hour, for two hours, however long that takes. I just want to feel something that feels like me again. And, and that's, those are hard shoes to fill though, for sure. And that takes time and effort quiet patience and I think like you said leveling with your guests sitting down next to them I'll share with you real quick we actually um one of my team members 
had this ingenious idea and we've created like a rolling rack, like a um, fashion cart rolling rack. Oh, yes, yes. With, um, one of those clear plastic shower curtain liners. So we used the rings up top and then cinched it really tight on the sides. And we have a chair on either side of it so we can have a maskless consultation just for a moment, just oh. to be able to face and see each other fully to be able to see how far did your bangs grow so I can look at your cheekbones. Do you want to come to the yeah. nose? Having them have a sanitized mirror on their side and then we've got one on ours and so we can kind of do this number to each other. But it's just oh. enough of that like quiet moment to be able to sit there and just say, I see you. I see oh, you. Wow. You're still there. Um, and to be able to do it safely. And so I think that again, back to was an amazing creative genius idea by one of my team members that it's resonating really well and I think it's more that the more of us that can keep sharing these like good from the heart I like it's all about them it's all about us um, in yeah. terms of let's be real we do hair because we love it it makes us feel good too it really does and so I yes and it's interesting because some cl each client's different I, I some of some of my clients, um, I don't know if they'll want to wear a mask. They're like, oh, it's all a load of, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's got their own take on it. Um, I know it's going to be mandatory in the salon to wear a mask, but then there'll be some client. It's it's just going to be interesting. I I'm I'm excited when I go back into the salon, uh, but then I have to take each situation as an individual because I. Just yes, I don't know, and um, and I know one thing: I can't do as many clients in a day that I used to before. That has to be cut down because we've got to think of ourselves. Absolutely, you know, we we can't run ourselves into the ground and work fifteen hours a day. We'll be ill, you know, ourselves. Sure, I know. I'm. That's a huge concern, actually, that you brought that up. That's a huge concern for myself as a salon leader for my team. You know, we're working 9 a.m., so we're getting that in salon, masked up, ready to go, and we're wearing the KN95s, yes. and because we are so close, and now here in our city, it is mandatory everywhere you go, you have to have a mask, so that kind of, it was nice because it took that, oh, well, do you have to, to just now yes. everywhere does, and so we don't have to be like, that salon that's like oh we make you now it's just like well everyone has to so we're curled over that but yeah, my, no, yeah it makes it a lot easier but our team members because they're in it from 8 30 to then we close at seven and some of us are open to close what we decided to do is schedule in mask breaks and we do this for the clients too as well where they can have a safe space where they can remove themselves away from others either in, um, we have a private room or in the restroom for a moment if they need to. But my team members, what we've been doing is doing um, pulse oximeter checks on all of us every hour. So our front of house will go around and we just offer a sanitized finger. We just check our oxygen, check our heart rate, see how we're feeling. And if it's heart rate is high and oxygen a little low, we know it's time for a break. And so we'll pepper in those breaks during sanitation times anyway, but we regularly check it to make sure that we're not running each other into the ground just by trying wow. to get all these bookings in. So that's been kind of nice too. That is, um, you, you get a check 
I haven't not heard of that. That's insane. It's kind of nice. You can order the little, um, it just goes, you know, like when you go to the doctor, you just, they put it right on your finger yeah. and it checks and you should be like above 94%. And so your heart rate should be between 60 and 100. And so we just oh. check it. And if your heart rate's up, that means you're pulling in a lot, trying to work to get oh, that. Yeah. And so um, it's wow. to just try to make sure we're taking care of each other too. And you so will. The clients get a yeah. little like compressed too with that mask as well. So yeah. they need a little bit of tenderness with that as well. So that's genius. That is genius. Honestly, I love how like one of your staff members came up with an idea or something. You've got an area where you can take the mask off. That's really great. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. I think, you know, honestly, the more that we can all be sharing, right, the better that we get to navigate through yeah. all of this. I mean, and then we yeah. still have an industry that's strong and safe and healthy at the end of the day. And um, that's all we can do, but do it with still feeling that yes. connectivity and that love too. So. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, well done. I love that we got a chance to talk about from the emotional side of things. And I could talk about the emotional side of things all day long. Like, oh, I could as well. <laughs> well. I had a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you just to, you know, have fun and just yeah, get a, a little bit of info about you. It's like speed dating. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, what is your favorite non-salon activity? um dancing to house music yes That's i can awesome. i can fist pump anyone under the table i yeah. love it i feel like and now correct me if i'm wrong i think i heard you tell a story that you did go to burning man and you got yes. to like yes. yes i'm a burner yes. um unfortunately this year burning man is not happening yeah uh, and i actually to be honest i don't know I don't know if it would happen again. Yeah. It's 80,000 people and the washing their hands thing and water. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. But I love, uh, two things I love is I love music and I love house music and I love dancing. So that's one thing. The other thing I love is nature. Mm -hmm. Being in the middle of nowhere with no city near, just being, I love nature, whether it be, ocean mountains wherever i love camping i don't like to wear a lot of makeup um i do wear a lot of makeup when i'm on stage but a personal preference is not to so putting those two together music and nature i like uh, music festivals where you can get off the grid for the weekend and it's a saturday sunday there's no cell service and you just have a very good time <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome. Well, if it ever happens again, I, I want to join you. What gets your creativity going? What's the one thing that like always is going to spark it for you? It's like your routine or something that just ignites you. Stopping and uh, I'm a very, I'm not, not ADD, but I'm very I can multitask a lot and do things like that. And the way for creativity to come to me is being still. Uh, it is my toughest challenge and it's not the easiest thing that I do. But I try to set myself a goal for just stopping 
once a day or once every few days. Once a day has not happened for a while. Um, but just to just be without thinking, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. So when I'm able to just sit and I, in my house here, I have a rooftop, um, like a terrace rooftop thing. And I like to sit out up there just for a few minutes and just decompress. And that's usually when I get my best ideas. That's just awesome. stopping, that's it. Sounds simple, but really difficult to do. I think if you have that kind of hummingbird personality where you can just do a lot of fast things, it is hard yeah. to sit still. That's wise words though, for sure. Yeah. So what's your favorite song right now? Oh my gosh, that's hard. I Big question, right? But it's hard to answer. It is, and I have to say, I I'm stuck on that one because I don't listen to any popular music. I like house music and it's I usually listen to DJs um spinning. So they're do, a lot of DJs are doing live live um virtual virtual spinning. Yeah. So as far as songs go, oh my gosh. Well, what's your favorite that you're tuning into on the virtual then? Um uh, there's a DJ called Armin K out of Morocco, and I tune into his virtuals uh, all the time. He's a Moroccan DJ. Uh, I like lots of European DJs, and I tune into them. One of them is called Unders. Uh, he's from Amsterdam, no, from Berlin. So they're Berlin, Amsterdam, Morocco. But tune-wise, what they do is they don't have a tune. They they spin music that is just organic. Yeah. That's awesome though. That's, yeah, so it's not like a track. Oh yeah, because it's just bassy house music and it's just different. And I actually stand in front of the TV and I, when they're on, when they're, I do my virtual, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that in front of the TV, but it's all done virtually. And I'm pouring myself a glass of wine while doing it. <laughs> As you should, or uh, two. <laughs> yes, 100%. Oh. Um, what is your, like when you, whenever, and we'll just say hypothetically, yep. what's the next place that you hope to travel to? Oh. Just in dreaming of. Yes, well, we had, I had a, um, I had a festival booked with uh, Nicholas to go to, but it, and it was in, uh, in, in August in Poland. Again, music festival in a forest, lots of DJs, uh, but uh, I had to, it's not happening, but I was going to visit Sweden and Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, Denmark and Sweden. Uh, before that because I've never been to them so I was hoping to go there but oh gosh there's so many places I want to visit I'd love to go to New Zealand yeah. uh, my boyfriend and I were talking I'd love to go to Nam Namib Namibia mm -hmm. uh, the place with the red sands and the black trees um, oh there's so many places Tuscany oh uh, it's um, 
Naples in Italy. I'd love to go to parts of Italy. But we did have a trip planned to Stockholm and Denmark that we had to cancel. Well, so that will be next. the future invites us yeah. to be able to do that. I hope. Yeah. That. And I love traveling. I love discovering places. I set myself a goal once a year that Nicholas and I would go to a place that we've both never been to. And we've been doing that for the last um, eight years. Uh, but I think that's come to an end for a while. Yeah. We, can, we can dream and hope and look yes, at we can. Oh, I'm never going to stop dreaming. Yeah, never, never stop dreaming. Never. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. I love your your dreamer sensibility because it's inspiring. <laughs> it's so inspiring. Well, what is your favorite? I have a couple more. What's your favorite place to eat anywhere? In it's in San Miguel. Uh, in San Miguel, where I'm, where I'm in, this town has some of the best restaurants I've ever been to, and it's it's a, like a dining experience. So uh, the restaurant that I like to go to is called La Donna, uh -huh. and it's in a hotel here in San Miguel, and the hotel is called Nena, and uh, the the menu is just exceptional. Uh, they. They have a lot of fine dining here, even though a lot of people don't realize it. And like Michelin star restaurants, they have a lot of that here in this little town, this That's small incredible. little town. Yes, and it's a UNESCO heritage town. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, so many restaurants. That's awesome. Yes, yes there are. <laughs> At least you're in a good spot with good food right now. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you could learn any language, and I don't know if you know any other languages, but if you could choose one, what would you choose to learn? Spanish. Spanish. Really? Um, yes. In yes. fact, tomorrow morning, I, I do Spanish classes twice a week. You do? That's yes. Cool. And it's, um, it's uh, uh, first of all, it was on Zoom yes. with someone here in um, San Miguel. And now I'm actually going and we both wear masks and we sit six feet, at least six feet away. And I go to Spanish lessons. That's amazing. Do you yeah. feel like, I mean, obviously your mask is safety first, but do you feel like it's even harder to it's learn harder. and like to articulate and for it's you harder. to get... It's harder. So what I do, we go in, I go in, it's private class. It's only one person. Uh, it's not a class with other people. And then when we're in there, the teacher is quite far away from me. And um, he takes the mask off to yeah. pronounce. Oh, that's because crazy. it's very hard. It's right. very hard. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine how hard that is. Yeah. That's incredible. I wanted, I wanted to be able to learn Spanish while living here in Mexico. Because... For all I know, and seriously, this might happen. The salon could be open this Friday and I need to jump on a flight back to Los Angeles. So I want to fill my time with all of my dreams and wishes. And one of my dreams was to learn Spanish because I have a home in Mexico. That's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you have the opportunity to do so there. Um, my very last question for you is in the last, we'll say, since March, so the last few months, yeah. what has been, there's been so many things that have been such a damper on, in terms that you could go kind of down that negativity mm -hmm. rabbit hole. So yes. One thing that has given you 
the best moment, the most emotional satisfaction or love or gratitude? What's that one moment that's been so uplifting for you? Um, wow, gosh, that's it. Your questions are I'm sorry. brilliant. <laughs> They're brilliant. Um, one thing uh, that I think out of all of this, I've seen a lot of media and lots of pictures of how the uh, earth is healing. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've seen pictures of, like an example, I saw a picture of India, Delhi, um, and how it was normally and it's smog and gray and yellow, and you can't even hardly make out the people in the street for the smog. And they showed a picture of Delhi, and it was blue skies, and you can see things. So for me, uh, the big great thing is the, the love in my heart for the earth, like, and the animals and everything, get it for the, environment to heal and honestly i i don't want to go too too deep in this because everyone has their own uh personal thoughts but i really think this whole covid plus all of the other things that are happening in the world um that it is it's a reset it's literally was is a reset button and if we don't learn to reset it there's just going to be more and more negativity come and i think that's what's happening we're not taking in how um how spiritual this moment is uh for us all it's a very deep spiritual learning of what we've done to the earth and it, it's almost a little bit of a slap mm -hmm. um and i think that's why more and more negative things happening i don't think we're getting it it's it's not about politicians and like and uh, religion we just have to love we are one we are one and i truly believe it all lives matter all lives matter i mean it's really a big time that we just have to love everybody and be there for each other so yeah the environment side has been the big aha moment uh, and also i have to dive myself into that to feel like it's going to be okay because I'll be honest with you the first few weeks in March I had such a bad time the first months I had a bad time sleeping uh, because there's so much negativity and oh and what I was reading on social media oh, oh, oh it was awful and so I have to dis I had to disconnect myself a bit to get regain my positive manner because I was not having a positive four weeks for sure. It's it was a hard start for everybody, definitely. Yeah. When I think I I've never had so many nightmares than when yeah. it shut down. It was like every night I couldn't. So I can totally relate to that. But yeah. again, once you kind of level that out and realize you take that take a deep breath in and say, okay. If I lead with the love and I lead with good positive and find that, like you just said, the reset component yeah. of it, it can really turn us around, can it? Yeah. And I, I, just listening to you, I have to honestly say, I'm going to come out of um, having been chatting with you. You are a very positive person. And I, I can so, I what you've given to me during this 
this time has been really fabulous because you have such a, a great positive energy. And I think like attracts like, you know, that's how we were when we first saw each other. And if we just be positive ourselves and do good things and be kind to our neighbor, don't worry about anyone else. If we do it, like I do it and you do it and your salon does it, it's going to rise and the consciousness of all this positivity will rise above anything negative. It has to. It has to. Well, I put all my chips on that too because it has to. It definitely has to. Well, I cannot tell you it has been amazing chatting with you because Truly, and I've shared with you just via social media, but um, you inspired me when I first started my career. You were one of the very first shows that I ever got to go see, and I was blown away by you then. I'm blown away by you today. You uh -huh. have touched my career in every aspect, not only just with technique, with amazing creative formulas and with all of the components of the nuts and bolts of what we do behind the chair. But truly you and your passion and the approachability of you as an artist and someone who I've always looked up to, I feel just as strongly today as I did back when I first Aww. saw you. And I can't thank you enough for taking a moment to share some some words to hopefully uplift others as well and, and reminding people that they're not alone in this and that we can navigate through this all and we can do so with, with that love and compassion. Yes, 100%. Thank well, you. Thank you for being here with me and um, you, let's keep in touch for sure. Yes. And yes. I couldn't be more grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.